Joining me right now, back on the show, is one of the hottest prospects, featherweight prospects coming out of South Korea, Kevin Park. What's going on, Kevin? What's up? Hi. The first thing I want to get into, man, is uh, are you a vampire? That's the first question I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm getting the same question a lot these days in Korea. Well, some of the kids actually believe in that. Actual vampire, but well, we'll see. I'm not sure yet, though. What's the whole thing behind the vampire like image that you have? Uh, yeah, well, mm -hmm. actually, there's a lot of reasons, it's not just one or two. First, I have a little you know, this pointy fang. Actually, this is not real. I it was a fang surgery, you know. So first fang surgery in Korea. And uh, that's just the outside. Oh, there's more detail. Uh, I'm allergic to sun rays. You know, all the UV allergy and stuff, you know. And so I am actually uh, afraid of sunlight and daytime. So that's, that's one of the biggest reasons. And also I heal fast. When I get injury and stuff. So, yeah, I think that's the main reason. Yeah, I see that you are a night owl. You know, you mentioned that you are allergic to the sun, but you spend a lot of time outside at night, you know, like in the morning hours, uh, right? Yeah. Like, what is your schedule like normally? Uh, so, I close my gym at uh, around. 30 which is after midnight and after that i go to my studio sometimes i make my own music and just, or just walking around because there's a, like a the biggest lake park in korea right in front of my house it's called kwangyo it's like lake park it's pretty and sometimes i walk alone sometimes i have company but yeah i'm enjoying walking actually and of course i love movies I go to theater around about like at least twice a week. So I enjoy movies a lot. And playing piano <laughs> and eating. I'm doing a fasting, so I eat once a day. Around 4 through 5 a.m. is my meal time. So it takes a little more than an hour to eat. So that's, that's the most of the schedule. Is the fasting for like your your MMA stuff, or is it just for lifestyle? Actually, both. Yeah, I've been doing this for more than ten years, so it suits my body completely. And uh, when I do some training, my stomach has to be empty. That kind of person. I heard Ronda Rousey did the same thing. So there's a, a few fighters actually doing this once a day, the fasting kind of thing. So I, yeah, I'm doing this. I don't feel good when I eat more than one meal a day. What do you, how do you feel if you eat more than once? Uh, first, I feel stuffed. And uh, I get puffy a lot, you know. My face becomes swollen. And it's even more visible because I'm Asian. 
and also my eyes are not, you know, it's pretty chinky eyes and stuff, you know? So I, I, and I don't like that, you know, I, I look into the mirror a lot because, you know, uh, I'm not sure if you know or not, but now I'm like doing an entertainment business too. So I have to look at the mirror a lot. And when I see a puffy face, I want to break the mirror. <laughs> Literally, you know, I'm really sensitive about my, you know, the puffy thing about my Asian face. So yeah, I should take care of that thing. What you said that you're doing the entertainment thing, like what exactly are you doing? Because we talked about this before, but you never got into detail. Oh yeah. Uh, well, actually, I I was doing entertainment things since I was in middle school, but I was doing a lot of other things, and you know, my old uh, incidents about my family issue or you know stuff. So now I'm like finally focusing on MMA and entertainment at the same time. And I got the movie deal uh, in February. But that one is, I I told them I'm going to do it after the Macau fight, which is in July. And that, that, that movie thing is actually, I can't talk about details yet because, you know, the contract and stuff. So if it's completely determined, then I can talk about it later. I just can't tell you right now that I have a deal. And uh, also right now, I... I'm doing a YouTube channel. I st I didn't open it yet, but now we, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a part of the Fight House management right now. So uh, the chairman's doing the business together about, so we, we hired the director and editor and everything. So we're going to open the vampire YouTube channel or something like, uh, I don't know, maybe next week or something i guess so that's the most of it right now making moves making moves that's good now let's talk about uh your title fight that you had la last year we talked before that you know ours led featherweight title you know you went in there you faced a guy that is much more experienced in mma than you are uh you were submitted in the first round you know what did you learn from that fight oh yeah i learned a lot of things First of all, I I remember I told you that I could see from the vision again that I I'm like you know doing a winning pose and he's lying down the cage and stuff. But uh, yeah, I now I don't believe my vision and uh, uh, you know I'm doing my head movement thing a lot with my no guard things. But now sometimes I need to I learn that I need to put my guards up. Yeah. Not that I shouldn't be more that much cocky. I mean, I have my own style, but still, I need to focus sometimes because it was my first, you know, kind of like groggy thing after he got my chin with his knee. So it was a really good lesson. Uh, sometimes I could do uh, grappling too. Actually, I do. I did a lot of nogi grappling competition before since like '07. But in MMA fight, I it was like kind of you know philosophical thing that I shouldn't use my grappling in the MMA. I should be a striker. I should knock the opponent out and stuff. But yeah, as you can see from my last fight, I finally changed my will and 
I should mix it up, you know. I should take it as a little bit of sports. Because I always thought this is not a sport. This is just fight for me. But now I'm starting to change myself that I... So, so you're taking it a little bit more seriously and, like, looking at it as, as a career more than anything? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that too, yeah. Because um, I'm not by myself right now. I, I am part of the fight house management, and they want me to win. So, well, you yeah. won. You know, in in your next fight after that, in double GFC. Yeah. You, you took on a. Uh, he seemed like a much bigger guy, you know, than you than you. You know, like when you guys are standing next to each other, you guys look like two different weight classes. Um, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people were saying that to you, right? Yeah, especially the height difference. Yeah. Yeah, and you went in there and you submitted him, right? It was a. Uh, it was a pretty. Good performance, I I believe I was there. Um, what did you prove to yourself with that fight? Did you prove like I could grapple with these guys? You know, because your your opponent was a good opponent. It's not like he was just a guy that was making his debut. Yeah, he was. He's actually a pretty good lightweight fighter, and he was in a winning streak. And right after my after the fight with me, he he won again in Japan. So he was a tough tough opponent and uh, as you could see for the from the fight i right after the round start round one start uh, i was just like kind of running at him and i tried to do the glove touch but he thought i was just attacking and he <laughs> he threw me a teeth kick you know push kick so and it was really hard so i was actually pretty surprised that he got a you know strong kick and then i was like kind of oh shit it's awkward I try to say hi, man, and then I was just focusing again and try to, you know, fight again. And I was like really in, you know, I could feel that adrenaline rush and stuff. But I was like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I had a plan, and I could hear my cornerman. Finally, I never could do that. So he said, "Plan A, Plan A that we practiced, which is uh, mostly about pressure, pressure and pressure." Uh, yeah, I was just trying try to do like a little bit more like Russian style and try to rush him since he's taller and bigger than me. Yeah, and then I got the pretty good moments. His neck was pretty long too, so I could hold it and I could submit him. So it was, it was I think it was a good fight that I can prove that I, I also can grapple too. Definitely. Well, now you're fighting for Battlefield on July 27th. How did you end up getting a fight with Battlefield? Uh, yeah, actually, the the manager of Battlefield was keep contacting me. That can you fight directly, not for the from the uh, management? So I was like, well, first he said he was a fan of mine, so I was like, okay, cool. But then he was sending me another message later and. And there was like, I'm the manager of Battlefield, and then you want to fight and stuff. So I was like, uh, and then I was checking with my management, and it's the first Battlefield was happening in Korea, right? So two years ago, and uh, it was mostly about Korean vibe, I guess. But actually, there was a UFC fighters too. But the second one, it's actually happening in Macau, and it's pretty big, uh, connected with. The, what is it? The 
Bitcoin blockchain and all that gambling match and stuff, which is illegal in Korea, which is pretty cool. And I love that kind of shit, you know. And, and then there was like a fan matching system. So most of the gamblers in Southeast Asian stuff that I've been told, they voted for me. The, me versus that crazy Julio Brazilian guy, which is... Did you see his record? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just... So I was like, why did they want this fight? Huh? I mean, I did a lot of ballot to the fights before. I did a lot of illegal fights, more than 100. That's true. But that was against kind of civilians, you know? <laughs> they weren't that trained MMA fighters. And so, which, which means I'm pretty beginner for him, right? Because I only have, what is it? Now I'm four wins and one loss here. So, but they voted and I got the first place. So it's happening right now. Your opponent, Julio Cesar Neves Jr., he does have a, a very extensive record. He's fought for Bellator. He's fought for Brave. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a weird matchup. But hey, it seems like you will fight anybody, which is uh, good for a, a guy that's starting out in his career. Now, every time I see you fight, you know, you don't look that big compared to your opponents. You know, like we talked about earlier, like your other opponent was really tall and he looked much bigger. Do you, do you cut any weight or is your weight usually around featherweight? I never cut my weight. Yeah. I'm always between 140 to 145 pounds. And is it because you're every night you go and walk? It, do you, is it because of that? Like you're able to keep your weight low and you only eat once a day. So it's probably good for you. No, I fought in 135 division before, bantamweight before. That wasn't MMA, that was kickboxing. But I was faster, but I could feel that my strength is a little bit, it's really, really tiny difference, but still I could feel a little bit that, you know, because this kind of like pressure and strength is one of my uh, good weapon. But, so I need to, you know, keep it simple and try to be a strong fighter. And I, I love to use my strength during the fight. 145 pounds, which is my normal weight, my usual weight, I feel the most comfortable in this uh, weight class. So I I chose not to cut my weight. It's not about walking around or do a lot of training and stuff. So it's, it's mostly about my mental thing. Keeping your weight, you know, at, at a steady pace, you don't have to worry about your weight. You know, like when you train, are you always training so it doesn't really matter to you when you fight? Or do you actually have a training camp? Uh, I never had my training camp before. I really want that, actually. I <laughs> I think I'm going to do a little bit of training camp starting from next week, which is pretty late, I guess. But I think it's like even once a week or something. Like I, that's what I heard. But still, it's going to change me a lot because uh, mostly I was just doing all by myself without any coach. But I met this wonderful guy. And, uh, he's uh, Dr. Yoon. Yoon Chal, he's his ex-fighter. Now is a, he used to be a director of Team Poma. And now he's the 
I'm the master of jujitsu thing. And yeah, uh, I I always knew him when I was little, but I didn't know he was uh, really good at taping. You know, he's a legendary taping doctor for whole Asia. That, that's what I heard. And uh, so he did my taping, you know, bandage thing from the Arzalet. So, and then, yeah, because of my management, I, I got introduced. So I started to uh, training a couple of sessions and he, he taught me a little things. And I was very surprised that someone can teach me because, you know, in Korean MMA, it's, it's still not that developed yet. It's, it's certainly developed a lot more than last time, but still, I mean, it's a little time to you know, develop our Korean MMA stuff. So, yeah, anyway, I, yeah, so I am doing a little bit of kind of training camp. Does And my coaches, the Dr. Yoon. What do you think of Korean MMA right now? You know, Korea, Korean fighters, there's no doubt. They're all tough, you know. They're the toughest in Asia. That's what most people think. That's what most people believe. If you ask somebody in America, American fighters, they'll say, who's the toughest Asians? They'll say Koreans, right? If you ask somebody in Europe, they'll say the Koreans are the toughest. But what do you think about the skill level and the, the coaching and, and even the promotions out in Korea right now? Uh, is it still developing or do you think that it's going backwards? Well, actually, I don't really know about that much in Korean MMA right now. I only know a couple of promoters and fighters, and some of them are really developed, and some of them are just same from 2007 or so. It's, I think it's I I, I gotta say it's case by case by case. So and I think though one of the most reason why the other foreigners think Korean fighters really tough it's mostly because Korean zombie or the stun gun, Dongyan Kim and stuff. They're showing really good moves and stuff. I, I think that's that's the biggest reason why they think Korean fighters are tough. Yeah, I think also uh, some Russian fighters or Korean fighters, they're, they have a little bit of different vibe from American fighters. I can see from, I think it's related to their personality. You know, like a little bit of anger issue too. So, and I have that blood too, and actually I'm proud of it. It's helping me a lot in the fight. Definitely, definitely. Well, we're going to get to see you fight again, July 27th, Battlefield FC 20, or 2, um, mm -hmm. Macau. Yeah. It's going to be good, man. Um, is it your first time going to Macau? Yes, it is. So you excited for that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Kevin, man, it's, it's good talking to you again, and uh, hopefully we'll do a couple more in the future. Good luck to you. Thank you.